that journey is so hard for a lot of black men to do because it requires stuff like this, being vulnerable, being transparent on stuff that we have been through and not just throwing it to the side, not just coping with it. That's just... what I've been doing for so yeah. long, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I just started learning how to talk about my feelings, mm -hmm. probably like in February. Like mm -hmm. Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? We got the fifth episode of Living with Elijah here. Me and my boy Mikey, we deal? just going to be chopping it up, talking, uh, conversating, seeing where we've been at, seeing how life is going. So, Mikey, you can introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Mikey. I, I'm a junior this year at Central. Uh, my major is athletic training with a pre-physical therapy track. And my dream job, I want to be a physical therapist for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> but, uh, Mikey, yeah, just give a little backstory on, you know, where you come from, uh, your childhood, just growing up. Um, I come from, well, I was born in Flint, uh, but I was raised in uh, Grand Blaine most of my life, which is the suburbs of Flint. And I grew up in a pretty, uh, pretty stable home for the most part, um, I'm the youngest of, I was the youngest of six for a long time. And then back in 2020, I found out that I was the youngest of seven. I found out I had a long lost brother. And, um, but I only grew up with like my sister, Audra, and I'm real, I'm real, real tight with her. And I just got closer to most of my siblings like four or five years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, my childhood was good though, for the most part, uh, you know, has troubles and things like that, yeah, but yeah. just come with it. I feel that I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would go do it again. The same. Mm. It all make you a part of who you is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, Mikey. Um. We're both just getting out of our sophomore year, heading into junior year. We both part of Impact. You can see on his T-shirt. We gonna Come represent. We got uh our program coming up in a couple weeks, so we excited for that. But. How has the college experience been for you since you've been here? Your first two years, you just finished. Like, what has that been? What has that been like? Man, it's been a roller coaster, boy. Roller coaster, like it's crazy. Um, my whole freshman year, like, it was my first time away from home. But I feel like once I graduated, like that timer went off. Like I was, it was time to uh time to leave the house. You know, like. I, yeah, I, it was just time for me to get out of there. It was just a lot of stuff going on. So came here, you know, Impact really helped me a lot, yeah, make yeah. new connections and stuff. But I was, I would say that my freshman year of college was the most introverted I've ever been in my life. <laughs> it's crazy. Most people that I'm around, they, I'm a very hyperactive yeah. type of person. So nobody would like think that, you know, I was an introvert my freshman year, but I didn't make nowhere. Yeah, I wasn't nowhere like dorm yeah i was in my dorm like i didn't eat in the calf um i was i was eating pizza rolls every single day Hell like no. i don't know i was just like i was so scared of the new environment i was so scared of people um so yeah my whole freshman year like it was like that and then i was in a relationship at that time so i'll just be going back and forth and stuff like that but um at the towards the end of my uh freshman year that's when i started coming outside you know getting involved in different things i'm like I made a promise to myself that my sophomore year that I would be locked in with school right. and I would make a name for myself because I know I can make an impact 
No pun intended, but like I can make an impact up here. So uh, when the program started last year, when impact started last year, you know, I was just me. You know, that's all. Yeah, that's the only person I know who who to be is me. So it's like I'm just I was living in the moment, and then joining like Black Males Rock. I think that was probably my first org I joined Flintstone Federation. Like I'm joining all these things and in these leadership positions, and that's what and I just made a lot of connections this year. And you know, I can't. I gained the confidence to uh, create an org. My org is called Fuse, and uh, it's just to bring unity uh, to everybody. So, like Fuse stands for family, unity, self-esteem, and empowerment, and just to bring all walks of life together through. You know, like a lot of people like competitive stuff. I love competitive stuff, so like sports or like things, things competitive, like talks like this and things like that. So, I feel like this year was a success in that area. So what you say uh if you stand for again? Family, unity, self-esteem, and empowerment. I know me, like when I get into my creativity, like a creative mode, or I start creating an org, or you know, put heads together with people, it's usually because the thing I'm creating is like a reflection of what I believe for myself. You know, like I want to create something that's gone um reflect you know something i'm struggling with something i'm dealing with and that's gonna help me overcome it is that kind of what fuse is like yeah it was it's a it it took a lot to to create that or a lot of like this my sophomore year was it was rough Mm -hmm. it was rough like i mean you want me to get into that oh yeah all right well um beginning of my sophomore year uh, i got out of my three-year relationship Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it hurt, but yeah, I got out of that. And two months later, I got into a car accident. So, uh, I got into a car accident up here in Mount Pleasant. And that last summer, I didn't have any insurance because my, uh, transmission died out of my car. So when I got my car fixed, uh, my dad forgot to put the transmission, I mean, put me back on the insurance. So I got into an accident. Yeah. They, they tried to Locked me up up here over that. Uh, I was in and out of court from October to December. Like, they wanted me to go to court, like, December 23rd, like, two days before Christmas. It's yeah, crazy. Like, that time. It was, like, that was probably, like, the darkest part of my life, i say. Because um, I never experienced nothing like that. I mean, that was I wouldn't wish that on nobody. It's just, like, I remember people, I go to uh, OBU practice. It's our fashion show up here. Um People was like, I had left court and came straight there because I didn't want to miss any practices. People were saying I was looking pale and all types of stuff. So it's like, yeah, it was just like, that was real bad. And then yeah, it's just stuff built, kept building on. And then uh, my long lost brother, um, he was started doing a lot of wild stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't really know how to, uh, I didn't know how to like control how I was feeling. So, you know, I, you know, I, it was just a lot. It was a lot for me. How'd you overcome it? The people around me. Because um, I'm a male in this generation, so I feel like I can't really express my feelings, even though people say you can. I yeah. mean, my past it's relationships. Not, it's not socially accepted. It's not. Like, as and, much as they say, actions speak volumes. And actions did speak a lot of the words to me because uh, my past relationships, I won't say no names, but one of them... Uh, Two of them backdoored me. Oh, so one of them backdoored me. The one uh, I told about my first relationship, uh, like I, you know, vented to her and everything. She backdoored me. And then 
Um, my next relationship says she could have up and left me like everybody else did. Wow. Like I yeah, so like I don't after after sophomore year of high school, yeah, I stopped venting. I stopped talking to people for real. I just kept to myself, held everything in. And I tried to find different ways to uh deal with it. So like a lot of people come to me for advice and you know that that I'm pretty good at giving advice, I feel yeah. like. So I would help them out because it'll like take the stress off me for real. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's like if I'm fixing you, it take off of what I gotta fix for myself. Yeah. That's what I notice sometimes because I always wanna like I was talking about in the last episode, I always want to be the fixer. Like I always want to have a solution to everybody's problem. Man. But that's because I don't got a solution to mine. Yeah. And that's something, you know, I'm trying to grow from and take that, take that energy I'm putting into everybody else and revert that back to myself because not everybody is worth it. And not everybody, not everybody appreciates it, if we being honest. Like no matter how pure your love is, no matter how pure your heart is, like a fact. people gonna smack you in the face with it. And that's just reality and it's sad, but at the same time, you know, it's you can't always play the victim because you don't want giving the love out, you know, you don't want giving it. And you can only like you can only play the victim in so many scenarios of how you're getting hurt. You know, if you want to grow, you got to, at some point, you got to take accountability. And that's what I'm learning. Like, like you said, like this, um, I think it's really the people you surround yourself with that gets you out of those hard times. Because like these past few months, this past year, like this whole year really has been so hard for me. And, you know, going through cycles of losing myself and losing my worth and feeling so unworthy of love, of time, of attention and stuff, of loyalty, of respect and stuff like that. But I spent all my energy trying to trying to put my love into some into people who didn't deserve it that I lost people who did, you know, and I spent so much time looking for conditional love. I lost sight of those who unconditionally love me. And when I did find myself at that low point, I had I had a lot of apologies to do because I put a lot of things above these people when they deserve my time. But as a man, that's respectful to mm-hmm. take accountability because a lot of people will try to, uh, you know, make excuses or, yeah. you know, just try to uh, like play victim. Right. And like, you know, like taking accountability, that's, I don't know, for me, that's a trait. That's like you have, thing. you got to have. And that. all of my friends. Yeah, and all of my friends, the people I surround myself around, we, you got like, yeah. we all are, have an understanding of taking accountability because like, why not? Like, yeah. you got to own up to I that. can't surround myself with people who can't. And it's that and also people who lack empathy. If, if you hurting me doesn't hurt you, then you cannot surround, then Man. I cannot surround myself with I you. I had friends in the past that did me so wrong, but like when yeah. I did. And they act like nothing happened. You know, like, like no. if they asked me for a ride to go get a haircut or something like that, you know, I was that guy to take them. But like when I said no and they, they missed their cut, like right. they made me feel like I was the bad person. Yeah. And when like you start putting doing that out of the kindness of my heart, which is why I don't got a car today. You know? So it's like they draining you of everything and then it's you're the reason why they draining you. Like it don't make sense. But yeah, um speaking on if you want to go into depth about um like relationships, you said you've been in three, three now. 
I've been a lot. I ain't gonna. I've been. I, I've been. I'm a lover boy, man. I'm a lover boy for real. But I've I've been in relationships seriously like since kindergarten. Like, dang. Yeah, like I've been in a like, yeah, like. <laughs> but like, uh, if like we count high school, like I count, I say three, three, four, high school to now. What's what have you like? What's one of the biggest lessons you learned through all your relationships and what you going to take forward into your next one? You know, like, in all my relationships, I gave my all, even when it wasn't, you know, like, even, yeah, appreciated. It wasn't appreciated. I gave my all. And, you know, I got to give credit to myself. And I also can't lose my heart and lose myself trying to love someone else because once you lose yourself, it's hard to find that again. Yeah. It's a lot of dark times. It's a lot of, you know, second guessing yourself. And like, I don't like feeling like that. And I know who I am today. And I know the type of person I can be in and who I'm going to be. And like, I'm only going to get better. Right. So like, I just, you just got to keep, you, you can't lose yourself. That's really the main thing. Like you got to love yourself to love other people, nice. especially if you're trying to get in a relationship, tied to not things like that. And people tend to lose themselves a lot, but it comes with you gonna know you gotta communicate in a relationship, uh take accountability, be like you said, be vulnerable, like don't hold anything back, but it's a way to say everything. Um, like I told you, like l- women in the past, they said they could have up and left me like everybody else did, but they didn't. That was said like five years ago. I know that exact line. And it's stuff like that that sticks with me. Like my one of my best friends from the past, you know, he did. He back, he backdoored me, you know, I, and I grew up with him since kindergarten. So it's like. And stuff like that leave wounds. And yeah. Like we were saying, like, you don't want to change your heart, but it's just like you get to a point where you realize, you know, all you giving out to this world is love, peace, and, you know, joy. But you getting stabbed again and again. And yeah, you know, I, I always thought, you know, family wouldn't do that either, but family can yeah. be colder than friends like you know one of my siblings I won't say you know he know who he is but he you know tried to match my girl on on my ex on on tinder and uh just I don't know like it's just crazy you know people people will treat you like crap but even when you give your all so you just you can't lose yourself in that though I know the type of person I am like I know I'm a I'm a giver. I know, like, cause I believe, you know, you good, you do good things. You know, God will give back and right. and you know bless you and stuff like that. So, and I'm a big follower of God. So, I'm not gonna lose myself. You know, even if I get hurt a thousand times, like I'm gonna fall down, but I'm always get back up. That's yeah. what I've came into. That's an amazing mindset to have because I know so many people who have like. You know people who have gone through stuff and when they when they done going through it, like they look nothing like what they were before. Like this event has just changed, you know, changed their life and not in not in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Like their heart is changed, their character, their personality is changed. It's not like their heart is, you know, like the stuff in their heart has just come to the surface, like they're their entire viewpoint perspective of life has shifted just because of how people have treated them. And that's, you know, that's, that's the uncomfortable, that's the place you don't want to be in, but like the sunken place. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because, 
it's so hard to get out of that. You constantly playing victim, constantly, you know, gaslighting yourself into thinking, you know, you, you're the problem. That's, that's not where you want to be. And you, you have to get to the point where you realize everybody's actions, you know, how people treat you is a reflection of how they, how they feel about themselves. There's nothing about you. Like, stop playing the victim and realize you were just the target. Like you just happened to be there. If anybody else happened to be there, they would have been treated the same way. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, it's not solely about you. Obviously you, you do still have stuff to work on and you know, you got self-discovery and self-improvement to go on about yourself to not let this happen again. But there's no reason that someone should treat you that way. There's no valid reason to give you that. You know what I mean? Treat yeah, others how you want to be treated. It's a cliche line, but it's just it's it's true. real. It's, it's, it's true. Fact. If me, like, relationships, they've probably been, you know, one of my biggest struggles. Man. <laughs> <laughs> one of my biggest struggles. Not just, you know, intimate relationships like friendships and learning how to set those boundaries and love myself first and that comes that comes like it comes with losing yourself it comes with losing your worth and being beat down multiple times again and again to get back up and realize that you are worth so much more than being beat down and you are worth so much more than the ways that people have treated you and that. Like that right there is what gets me out of bed every morning. That right there is like, that's my motivation to keep going and to take every step forward because I don't want to become like the people who have hurt me. Like that's my biggest, one of my biggest fears because I I don't ever want to inflict that same pain on somebody else. Like I felt that and I don't wish that on anybody regardless of how it made me feel. So like, that's one of the biggest vendettas I have to improve myself so that I, I never hurt anybody like that because it's, it's so many like evil, evil spirits in this world. And like, you don't want to become one of them. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't want to become one of them. You don't. And I don't know. It's, it'd be crazy. It's crazy. People will do you so bold when you do nothing but show them love. Nah. You might lose yourself in that. You might think you were the problem, like you said, yeah. and stuff like that. But, once you get yourself back, once you get your heart back, my dad always told me, like, especially in relationships and friendships and stuff like that, once you get your heart back, like, it's going to be a scary thing, not for them, but, like, just your self-development, like, you're going to grow. Yeah. You're going to grow in a lot of ways, and you're going to know what you want and what you don't right. want in a friend, in a relationship, whatever the case may be, so, you know, just... You might lose your heart. Like, you know, my one thing my parents always told me is like they can protect me from a lot of things, but one thing they can't protect me from is heartbreak. Yeah. So nobody can. Yeah, like you can't stop. That's a feeling that nobody really wants to feel. Yeah. It feel like, you know, just you in a corner and can't get out. Like it's bad. But once you get your heart back, because it will happen. I'm with time, time yeah. heals. That's what Rod Wave said. <laughs> Rod ain't never lied. Rod ain't never lied. Rod, y'all might think he's sad, but he be talking. Time does heal. Time heals all wounds. And so, like, just, just keep faith. Just keep the faith in whatever y'all got going on. So, 
you gotta put one foot in front of you. You got to. I was just saying, like, regardless of how you feel, because God, God is fighting so many battles that we don't even see. I see you post that on Instagram. Yeah, he's fighting yeah. so much stuff yeah. we don't even see. Like, you, it's hard because when people hurt you, I think, you know, one of the biggest things for me is my ego becoming, my ego becoming up. That pride be talking like. I'll be realizing I could really, you know, end this person right now. I could really get back. Like, yeah, get back. Get, get back. For no. sure. And yeah. like, it would be over. Like, you never hear a word from them again. Yeah, oh, God. But, like, I'll be realizing that would only be disturbing my peace, you know. That would only, that that would feel good in the moment. But, like, years to come, like, I would look back and that's going to hinder me from growth. That's going to hinder me from success. And. You know, you have to realize looking back and um, looking back on what what passed and looking back on the people who have hurt you, that's only hurting you. Nobody else. Nobody else. Because they don't care. They they was just there for the season. They took what they wanted and they left. Like, at the end of the day, you got to heal yourself. And like an apology, a little um, them telling you why they hurt you, why they treated you this way, none of that is gonna help you. I promise you, none of that. Cause you gotta you still gotta do the inner work yourself. And it's hard because you like I said, like that ego, it I feel it coming to the surface so many times, like of the day, and that mug be talking to me, bro. Like <laughs> Man, I know it, exactly. It get evil you. because it's like let the what is it? Angel on your right shoulder, devil on your left. Like that devil be talking loud sometimes, bro. Man, I agree. <laughs> I've been in so many, you know, situations like that where I was like, dang, I could really just like, man. All I gotta do is just one thing I'm and you over it. You finished, like you don't have to move. But no, yeah, I'm just I'm in I'm in a um a mindset now, like it's not worth it. Like, yeah. and plus me and you, like on this campus we're in positions where we can't really mess that up and right. it's not worth it it's not worth yeah. it to ruin your motion just because you know like your girl or, or your ex-girlfriend or ex-friend on some petty stuff or whatever like you yeah. can't stop that people are always gonna have something to say about you and i try to look at that as like you know if they're not talking about you you're not doing nothing so right. it's like you must be doing something right and so just yeah, and they already like they already ruined enough of your life and like took took everything that they did so like don't let them take no more don't let them take no more than they already did like you just giving them the power like you said like they only treat you the way you allow them to treat you man like they only they only have the power that you give them over you man. you gotta keep going regardless regardless how you man. and my mom ceo used to say the best response is no response mm -hmm. and in most cases that was a fact and it was those one. It was that one percent, you know. <laughs> nah, like you get like that. But, but yeah, like, I think it's sometimes where you really just have to let somebody know, like disrespect can't be tolerated. Yeah, like, see, in this space, I'm glad you said that because you know, like growing up, I was always a short, like short, <laughs> small dude trying to like play like football, all these different yeah, things, yeah. and like have all these different friends, you know, different relationships. They all used to, everybody used to walk over me because, you know, I just didn't have, I, I'm not the person I am today. Like, I don't know. And I always tell myself, like, one thing I owe myself is respect. So, right. like, you don't got to like me. You can hate me. You can think I'm the scum on your shoe. But, like, one thing you will do is respect me as a person. That's, yeah. 
as a fact. That's one thing I'm learning in this season, like self-respect for myself, because um, like you said, I feel the past 19 years, I was kind of like just a doormat for everybody. Yeah. Like they say, um, like they say nice guys finish last, but I don't think they necessarily do. I think society has deemed nice guys as people who lack boundaries and tend to put everyone before themselves. And as a person, if you put yourself last, you will finish last, regardless if you're nice or not. Like, nice people have, for some reason, been miscued and uh, said as these people who just give every, give every person, everyone in their life what they want, what they desire from them. But when that nice person starts to set boundaries, starts to put themselves first and do what they should do, society deems them as meaner like less nice and i'm i'm realizing you know the boundaries that have to be set in order to protect me in order to protect my peace my my self-respect in order to protect the beautiful gifts that god have granted me over these 19 20 years you know i have to protect that because i've realized nobody else is going to do that for me yeah mm -hmm. And you know, I shout out to uh Dr. Renee Shingle. Um, one thing I when I meet with her, I, she always tells me nobody's got you like you got you. It's a sign. It's something like that. It's it, I don't know if that's verbatim, but it's a sign in her uh, office that says that. And I really took that because you know I'm this nice person for everybody. Yeah. I'm there for everybody. You need a ride. I got you. Right. Don't even don't even worry about the gas. <laughs> don't worry about nothing. I like yeah. I figured that out. You know, like it just it was never reciprocated. Like when I lost my car, like because my uh alternator uh died, and man, that junk hurt. <laughs> but when I lost my car, you know, I was there for all these all these people, and it's just not it's not reciprocated. So, you know, nobody's got you like that's you got a hard you. feeling. Uh, like yeah. that's a very hard feeling when you protect so many people, or like you there for so many people, and they're not there for you. Like, it make you feel alone and make you feel so isolated. Like, yeah. like, you the problem. Like, we were saying, you the problem. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I've realized it's not, it's not the love that you're giving out. It's not any, there's nothing wrong with the love that you're giving out. It's just the people you're giving it to sometimes. Like, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, being there for somebody and, you know, constantly checking up on them, letting them know you appreciate them. But sometimes we just got to redirect that to the, to another person. And that other person may be ourselves. It may be us. We need to appreciate. It may be us. We need to check up on daily. It may need, it may be us that, you know, we, we really need to value and realize that, you are the most important person to you in the world. Like you have to be, to you be know. who you were destined to be, to be, you know, who you were put on this planet to be. You got to be the most important person in your life. You got to be the main character of your story. Man, you have to. That is a fact. <laughs> no lies right there. That is a fact. That is a fact. No lies right there. <laughs> Mikey, um, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges you have um faced? Was it was it the car situation or like anything growing up that you know kind of just you had to overcome, like any childhood trauma or 
just a really big event in your life? Um, I'm gonna give you two. I'll give you two. Um, yeah, this car situation back in October, just like seeing how you know the um the system would treat a black man and for yourself. Yeah, like just it's just it just wasn't a good feeling, and I don't know, like that was yeah, it was the worst experience I've ever like had, and. Me going through that, like I'm taking these hard courses. I'm taking anatomy. I'm taking um not physics. I'm taking pre-calculus. I'm taking all these hard classes. Like I'm missing anatomy. I can't miss anatomy. Like <laughs> once you miss anatomy, you missed out on like a hundred right. body parts. Like it's bad. I had to miss anatomy to go to court. Like and if I didn't show up, like they was gonna hold me in contempt until my next court day. My next court day was until December. Like and this is October at the time. And then I, I was on the phone with um a whole bunch of different people leading up to that date and talking about, because they wanted me to get fingerprints put in the system. I'm like, for what? Like, I don't know. I want to put my fingerprints in the system. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm a black man. Like, I'm not trying to do that because, I like, I don't have anything on my record. But that was, like, my first, like, thing, like, real thing. So they was like, one person said I didn't have to. One person said I did have to. And the last person I told to said I didn't have to. Went to court, went to my first court date um they and like the there was a lady at the desk she was like why didn't you get fingerprints she was just pressing me like and I already felt uneasy and uncomfortable and I was trying to hold myself together you know like it was just bad went to the courtroom the uh the magistrate he asked me why didn't I get uh fingerprints and I told him that you know I was told I didn't have to and he said he basically said he'll give me two options I can either go around the corner because the police station was around the corner. I need to go around the corner and get these fingerprints. Or I don't have to get fingerprints, but they'll yeah, they'll hold me in contempt until mm -hmm. my next court date, which was in December. And I'm so overwhelmed and like, yeah, I started like breaking down in there. Like it was a really bad spot for me. Um I didn't really talk about it. Like I don't I didn't know how to. It was it was wild. So yeah, like as of like recent, that was probably a dark time um the other one is yeah I mean like growing up um like I said I was close with my sister um but like that was like kind of really it for a while like I wouldn't talk to like my other siblings like it could be like years on end and then one of the main reasons that brought us together is the you know the death of my little nephew Idris um, he was six, you know, I got him, you know, I don't know, yeah, I got him tatted right here, but he had passed away in 2019, and that was the first time, 2019 was the first year, was the first time in about seven years that we were all in the same room at the same time, and I don't know, it's just, like, looking back at it, it did, have, it kind of did take a toll on me a little bit, just because, like, I would go, like, to vacation Bible school with, like, my, uh, one of my brothers, and, like, like be with him for a week in the summer or something like that but like I never really hung out or you know had a real real deep relationship with all of my other siblings other than my sister Audra so it's like yeah I would say that was another one too yeah thank you for sharing that man I know that's I know that's rough and I'm yeah. sorry for your loss um I've experienced I've experienced loss like that like family losses it's a different type of pain I feel like because you know, it's just, 
people you grew up with or people that you know that you was playing around with ever since you was little you know that's that's a hard reality to come to terms with when they can't grow with you no more that's just that's that's like it's so hard to grasp man. So come to terms with that especially when you know they got so much life to live that's that's a rough you know that's a rough a rough place to be in, you know, gripping with that. Yeah, it was. And then I do have one more. Oh, I got one. I got one. <laughs> so more. You done been through some stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm comfortable sharing yeah. it now. So it's oh, like, yeah. um, my first relationship, um, of high school. Yeah, it was my first relationship in a like, yeah, like my first real relationship, like I like in the earlier, like I said, like I was in a relationship ever since kindergarten. Yeah, but like it wasn't nothing like it wasn't nothing like that. Like it wasn't yeah. nothing crazy like yeah. that. But my first relationship in high school, yeah, that was probably the second. Like if I had to rank them, it was a car accident, this situation I'm about to say, and then that third situation. But that the third situation is like lower on the list. That was just the first thing that came to my head. But um yeah, with my ex-best friend, man. You know, he he knew that I had a girl. Um, got close with her. I guess they knew each other in the past. They didn't tell me about it. All my friends, all my boys right now, all my day ones right now was telling me, like, boom, 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 boom. They doing this, that, and the third. And I'm I'm delusional at the time. I'm in denial. No, they're not. <laughs> Ask both of them. They said no. So you don't like, want to believe you don't yourself. you don't <laughs> and like you know they were there for me because they knew what was about to happen which I'm glad they were there for me and I just was really underappreciated in that relationship like I did everything that I could and then for it's crazy for my ex best friend to you know come out of nowhere and just you know take her up out of my hands you know I felt I it was real. It was real bad for me. I felt like I didn't have, you know, like if I was in a relationship, it was just no security at all. I put a wall up. Um, that's when I, you know, if I get real vulnerable, like back then I had thoughts, you know, I had crazy thoughts back then. And, you know, I'm in a much better place now, you know, just talking to, uh, you know, the mentors that I had, especially coming here. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been through a lot, but I try to, just be be tunnel vision on my future and just because I know where I want to be at the end of the day I don't you know my past doesn't define who I am right so I don't try to make it like that or make right. it a big deal or anything so no I get that I get that and you um like you talk a lot about expressing and you know coming to people to talk talk to about what you've been through because like everything you said on this podcast is very is very heavy and that can be hard for a lot of people to you know come on a podcast and speak about but it's not for you because you know you've 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 done the healing you've done the growth and you've come to terms with what has happened and you've seen you know what you need to work on for yourself and um what what has that journey looked like like has it been easy to like forgive these people and move on mm. it's been it's been it's been rocky um <laughs> at the end of the day you know as i you know talking today i forgave everybody um forgave everybody for everything that they ever done to me um 
I just, you know, not just for them, but for me, I don't want to carry that weight around. I'm going to my junior year up here. I'm trying to lock in because, you know, time's ticking. So I got to get what I need to get done. So, but no, this journey of healing has not been easy, especially this past year, you know, um, I was in my dorm just, you know, by myself in my, in my head and my thoughts, just sitting here like, dang, like, I don't know, imposter syndrome, like, can I even do this? Like, right. and, and like, why am I here? Yeah. Can I really be the person that I want to be? Right. And that's when, like, yeah, I just be by myself. And I would try to be around people. It just felt like I was faking a smile. And it just was, it was just a lot. It was just a lot. And then I just started, you know, I just started doing other things to, to cope. And, like... It was just bad, man. It was bad. So, and that healing journey, like, it's really, it's not linear. You know, we was talking about it in the last episode with AJ. Sometimes, like, we fetishize happiness to where we have to be all the way happy. We got to be 100% when, you know, sometimes being 25, being 50, it's just fine. It's just fine where you at. And that journey looks so different for so many people because we're made so differently. So you really can't compare your progress to the next person. Like I am, I am progressing, you know, so much different than you would progress if you had been through what I would be, if I, what I have been through, you know, we're made so differently. And it's that tunnel vision. Like you said, we got to have tunnel vision on our future, on what we want for ourselves. So we realize, you know, what everybody else is doing, that don't attain to me. Like, I'm so focused on what I got to do, what I got to do for me. You know, what you doing for you, it don't bother me. It don't, because I'm so focused on where I'm going, what God has set for me, what God has planned for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing the inner work I need to do for myself to get me to where I want to be. And that journey... um, that journey is so hard for a lot of black men to do because it requires stuff like this, being vulnerable, being transparent on stuff that we have been through and not just throwing it to the side, not just coping with it. And that's just, what I've been doing for so yeah. long, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I just started learning how to talk about my feelings, mm-hmm. probably like in February, like, mm-hmm. but before then, you got there. Yeah, that's I did. What it's about. Yeah, you know, it was a journey. It was a long, right. long process, but, you know, and it makes sense because like everything you've said on here, it it adds up. Like you have a reason, you have a just reason to not open up because people have consistently hurt you who have who you have opened up to. Like yeah. you gotta have grace for yourself, and I do for me because you know I was never, I never the way I grew up, I wasn't taught to be wrong. I wasn't taught to be transparent, especially with my parents and my siblings. You know. I wasn't taught to do that stuff with my dad, especially man, like as a man, man. like you're not taught to be emotionally available <laughs> with your father. You can't. You can't. If you is, if you're going to get, this world going to chew you up and spit it's you gonna out. It's going to beat you down. Like it makes sense. Like you have to realize the math makes sense. You have every reason to be the way you is right now. You just got to do the work within yourself to, you know, get you to where you want to be. Like I said, it is everything I've been through, like it don't define who I am. Yeah. I mean, don't. 
I got things to do up here. I'm trying, I got goals that I'm trying to accomplish within this year, like, especially with my org, you know, it's my baby, you know what I'm saying? But oh, yeah. yeah, I got, I got a lot of stuff planned. Um, trying not to look back, you know, trying to just move forward in life with everything that comes my way. And I'm, you know, I'm ready. I feel like the experiences I've been through, you know, prepared me to like, if something similar comes up or like, if something else like, happens or it might trigger something from the past like I know how to deal with it now or handle it now not hold it in because I don't hold stuff in no more I actually call people and be like yo can I vent sorry can I vent real quick like I don't know how I'm feeling right now and then boom and it's nothing and it's not it's nothing wrong with trying out a therapist either right um I will say it's like for me my experience like I made the appointment showed up didn't walk in. <laughs> hey, you made that appointment though. Yeah, that's like, a step. That's a step. That's and then now the next step, it should be me going walk in. in you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to build up to that. But ain't nothing wrong with trying out a therapist either. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make you lesser than a man. Like especially for the guys, yeah, it doesn't make you lesser than a man, or it doesn't make you weak. Like, and that's what I always thought. Like, I don't want to talk to a random person about my feelings. Like, that's weird. And yeah. I don't talk about feelings anyway, so I just I'm, feel like sometimes it's so much easier to talk to a random person than like somebody you know. It can but that be. that varies, you it know. It depends be. on what you're talking about because, because there's no sense of biasy. Like, yeah, nobody can be biased. Like, mm-hmm. and me, I try. Like, when I give advice, I am trying. I try to stay as neutral as I, I can. Try my best. <laughs> try my best, but you know, if you're talking to a random person that doesn't know anything about anything, like. They can talk from their past experiences and things yeah. like that. So it does help. Yeah. Um, like therapy. Um, just speaking on what you said about that, it's a big thing that that a lot of black men need to open up to and um like let this stigma down that, you know, being vulnerable is being weak, being emotional is being weak. And like therapy, I, I think is a great door to open to that journey of finding, you know, emotional availability within yourself. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, like that's a great door. And but you can also do it by yourself. You can yeah. also find it, you know, within yourself. And it's different ways to cope too, you right. know, like uh my friend said, yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> um, she had told me that, you know, like she uh she gave me a lot of uh um ways to cope and stuff like that um which helped me out like writing writing or um uh taking videos of yourself and things like that just daily daily updates and stuff yeah. like that and it helps I'm was, heavy on the uh videos it helps like <laughs> heavy on the video. I record myself like in the moment or something like that and I can either save it or. Mm-hmm. You know, watch it later, then delete it, and then, right. or just delete it in that moment. But like, that's just a way to get it out. You don't want to hold that in. You don't want to bottle it down here, no. and then you and explode. Then it come out the wrong person. You yeah. So because it's happened, I I'm uh you know I'm guilty of doing that. Uh, you know something triggers me from somebody yeah, that did nothing to me. Times, right. So just and yeah. it's not fair to them because you know they they done nothing. They done nothing to deserve this. They didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, I was saying that video thing, like I'm heavy on that. I, 
it's so powerful like to go back and look at those videos and see where you was at yeah. and journaling like to I got a bunch of journals because I've been journaling since I think junior year of high school and so I just go back through those journals to see you know how how far I have come because junior year yeah that summer of junior year going into senior year was one of the darkest times of my life I had lost two family members and my dog and um that was so hard for me because it was family members back to back. And then the first family member was also a cousin who was one year older than me. And that was, that was like a very rough time in my life because I had no tunnel vision. Like I had nothing to hold on to, nothing to grasp onto for hope of a future, for hope of the future, because I was so caught up in what I had lost. And, you know, I, I really just, um, it was a very dark time in my life, but also I've noticed in my most darkest times, I have found such light. Like I've, like after that was the moment, like I started being emotionally available. I started opening up. I started expressing myself. I really started, you know, journaling. I started my mental health journey. I started to learn how to, you know, be empathetic towards people and uh, did a lot of reading, did a lot of, um, you know, projects on myself, seeing what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. And in those darkest times of my life, I realized, you know, it's for a reason because pain is there to teach you. And when I have my back against the wall, you know, nobody but God, I realize I don't need anybody but God. And so I really just turn to him and I watch him do his work. And As he does. And that's that's what I found in this podcast. I've allowed him to do his work and I'm gonna ride this wave out until he told me until he told me to go on the next thing, on the yeah. next journey. Yeah, me talking today. Like, yeah, it really opened my eyes about like just God and stuff like that. Yeah. He does mysterious things and he does work behind closed doors. You don't know what he's doing. You got no idea. But so many, like, I will say so many blessings have came my way, you know, through all the trauma and, you know, all the trials and tribulations that I've been through. It's been a lot of blessings that came my way, you know, and, you know, I just thank God, you know, every day for it. Because, like, we was just saying this the other day, like, all things, they have this weird way of coming together. You got to see it. You got to see it through. You got to see it through, my boy. Because <laughs> if crazy. you don't, like, you're going to miss out on such a blessing, such a lesson that is there to teach you. And, like, that blessing, that lesson that is there to teach you is for a lifetime. I Man. promise you. Like, you're Man. not going to forget <laughs> this one. Because of the pain you're going through right now, I promise you, you're not going to forget this one. You're not. You're not. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm glad this uh this episode was able to, you know, help you and you know, help you be vulnerable, speak on these things. Yeah. It's like I I've realized myself, um, this podcast is healing for me too, because as I'm, you know, speaking this stuff out on myself, I'm also affirming myself yeah. in everything that I've been through. See that I was gonna say something like that. I didn't know what the word <laughs> was, myself. but yeah, that's what it is. Like, yeah. Um, I just I'm at peace with a lot of stuff. Right. That's that's really what I've been saying all summer too. Like 
lot of stuff been coming up all summer, like, but I'm at peace with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like it helps you find your voice kind of and finding your voice, you help find your identity, find your worth, find yourself, you know, find yourself again. Yeah. And as I'm, you know, speaking, speaking all of this, it's really you know, this is really a conversation between me and God. Like y'all just eavesdropping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm venting out to God right now right. on everything He has put me through and brought me through. Like I just happen to be recording. <laughs> I just happen to have this laptop in front of me, bro. Uh, like man. it's it's so real because each time I do one of these episodes, I'm just reminded of you know how good He is and how good He's been and. You know, it, it keeps me going, really. It keeps me going. God is good. Because I don't know where I'd be right now. Mm-hmm. Me either, bro. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be. But yeah, Mikey, just thank you again for hopping on this episode. We're going to wrap it up. If Probably. you got anything else you want to say to the people, drop your Instagram or socials or anything. I'm going to drop my IG. You know, I'm going to drop my socials, but... <laughs> Fuse, we coming yes. hot uh, this year. You know what I'm saying? Tuned. Stay tuned for the adventure. I got to be there. Come on, man. No kids. No kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you again, Mikey. Okay. Um, this will be our fifth episode of Living with Elijah. It's gonna be dropping Friday. Um, thank y'all again for listening. I hope y'all really enjoyed this one. I was glad to have Mikey on here. We got Impact coming up in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, our man. favorite time of the year, man. Man, this you know we, we gonna lit. do our thing, bro. We lit this way. <laughs> we gonna do our thing. <laughs> so all the mentors, if y'all listening, mentees, if you listening, stay tuned. We got an exciting program for y'all. Mental coordinators right here, man. You man, know. we gonna represent. We gonna represent Team yes. Resilient on Come top. Come on now, tenacious. Where y'all at, man? Where y'all at? It's bad. It's getting bad, bro. But, yeah, so y'all just stay tuned. Another episode coming out next Friday. Once again, thanks for listening. Yes, sir.